0: Show 5 Stripe fam. I'm AJ and this is Michael. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of 5 Stripe Weekly, and the preseason matches are about to be upon us. We have the first match against the Birmingham Legion on Saturday, and we will preview it as much as we can because obviously, preseason a little bit of a crapshoot, but Uh, As well, in this episode, we will be talking about uh, the conferences, uh, the press conferences where a lot of the players and the head coach spoke, uh, as well as some mailbag later on in the episode, so definitely stay tuned for all of that, but before we get into everything, shouts out to the Patreon loyal members, uh, Gavin, Jordan, Niall, Andrew, Chris, James, that's Much love to you all for your continued support. And yes, we have uh, some tasty things going on with that as well coming up. Uh, Next week, there will be a little bit of a surprise with our Patreon members. So if you want to get in on some of that goodness, go on over to Patreon and check it out. Might be something with some EAFC. So definitely... Have a look-see. So, anyway, uh, getting into the news. And, yes, uh, I think really, really interesting bit of news that came out uh, that, uh, yeah, Sportico put out. It was uh, the clubs that have topped the $1 billion mark. There are four clubs, and we are one of them. The top club being LAFC, or second Inter Miami a third, LA Galaxy are fourth. That's fascinating, right? Because uh, you know, <laughs> LA definitely is a big market. Miami, to a degree, a pretty big global market. Uh, but little old Atlanta, we are right there as uh, yeah. And uh, collectively, the 29 teams are apparently worth 19.7 billion including real estate and team-related businesses held by owners such as NWSL Clubs. So, uh, yeah, definitely an amazing thing to actually see that, uh, yeah, we're we're, uh, worth over $1 billion in terms of a club. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: But definitely, you know, punching above our weight class when you're in the same stratosphere as LA and Miami and obviously New York. Uh, that's really, really cool to hear that, you know, I love it when Atlanta is in, you know, uh, soccer related headlines among the top crust of whatever it is they're talking about. So that always makes me happy to see. I want to see more of that going forward. Perhaps, you know preferably within the um, quality of play and results-based department. But um, I'll take this for now, And you know, since the season hasn't started yet.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, on New York, uh, NYCFC, they're only in fifth. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're not even in the billion-dollar mark. But that's probably because they don't have a stadium, really. And uh, <laughs> it's a—it's just a little bit of a uh, – they're adopted sons, pretty much, in their – City, but uh, yeah, uh, so really amazing stuff there. Uh, also amazing is Tiago Almada captaining the U23 Argentine side, uh, in their trip, uh, to uh, I believe it was uh, in Asia. So, but either way, uh, yeah, Almada, yeah, definitely deserves that, probably, even though there's some bigger names, maybe to a degree, that uh, are getting a lot of uh, looks around the world. So, fascinating but uh, Almada yeah you know of course with that uh senior side in Argentina or for Argentina in the World Cup uh yeah probably the most uh probably experienced of everybody in that said in in that side but uh yeah so awesome there but uh Tiago Almada uh apparently according to Athletic Athletic Universe uh that's Uh, There has been a rumor that he might be a replacement for Angel Correa of Atletico Madrid. And uh, apparently, according to Mate Moreto, that the option is discarded. And if Correa leaves, Almada will not come. Even though there was a little bit of a whisper where Almada, he was like, Oh, what's your favorite club that uh, is uh, around the world? Uh, It was Atletico Madrid. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's not that's uh you know that's not blatant that's (laughs) not a player trying to twerk for a club that's interested in him but uh yeah so apparently not gonna happen at least according to atlady universe uh yeah are you what are your thoughts on uh you know almada and that rumor
1: yeah i mean it's kind of like how you said it's it's done and dusted for the most part i mean some people that have been talking about how well it's you know there's still a chance, but I don't really know about that. I think, I mean, is that a great landing spot for him? Yeah, that would be a great destination. It could be really cool to watch him play on a team like that. Um, you know, he could try his hand at something that he's not doing as much at Land United, which is like, you know, a dual striker type thing is what I've heard that they play as. So, um, you know, it could be good for him. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, at least at this juncture. So, you know, it is what it is, but... um yeah, I mean it'd be cool to see him land at a club like that if, if he ends up going there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it's definitely one of the biggest clubs in the world for sure, and uh, yeah, Diego Simeone is a hell of a, a coach to play for. So uh, yeah, I mean if he does get that move like uh, to someone like that, I mean I would actually I would support that. I think so, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking as well about international duty. Caleb Wiley, he got a debut for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that result for the U.S. men's national team wasn't really that good, nor the performance. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, good to see him get that official debut, a cap, and uh, he has returned to Atlanta United uh, as of now. And, uh, yeah, will join us for the preseason. So that is good. Hopefully he is not. uh you know there is a rumor of an injury uh we shall see what yeah. uh what it and how serious it might be but uh mm-hmm. yeah, moving on from that uh l a united they posted a delta travel story on their YouTube about their scouting trip to also see Bartosz Schle and uh you know our new player of course uh if you have not paid attention, maybe the past uh week or so but uh yeah they also went to portugal spain and poland uh of course poland but uh yeah definitely very fascinating that uh yeah they kind of showed a little peek behind the curtain there with their scouts but uh yeah you have some thoughts on you know this uh this video and maybe what it might be implying
1: yeah, it's probably not implying much. There's probably nothing to read into it. But if I were to be forced to do so, um, I would <laughs> say my... something like...
0: Sorry? Uh, I said, pull my arm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, if I, if I was forced to do so, I would say that, um, you know, we did sign a player from Poland during, you know, the, uh, 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 the transfer window so far. Um, and if during their European escapades, you know, they went to Poland, they went to... Spain and Portugal. Who's to say that they aren't looking at a player in those markets? Um, You know, it's interesting that you know we've we've selected from what is it now? The Turkish league, a Georgian from the Turkish league, a Polish guy from the Polish league, a bunch of dudes from the uh, French second division. Now we might be looking at Spain. Interesting how they're bouncing around, looking at different things. Um, It also could be you know that perhaps someone other than Slees was being looked at in Spain or or Portugal. Um, like, if Slees didn't work out, what's the backup plan? Is there maybe someone in Spain or Portugal that they are considering? Who knows? So, um, yeah, I really doubt this means we're going to get a player from Spain or Portugal in this window, but, you know, it's interesting to think about and also it's interesting to consider if Slees never happened. Who in Portugal or Spain may they have been looking at? Who knows? Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, to be fair, I mean, Portugal and Spain, their leagues are very good. That's a good level. Uh, so if, yeah, we were to grab somebody from those leagues, I would, I would support it for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely could be uh, that rumored maybe other player that might be coming in. Um, you know, maybe it's, uh, yeah, maybe a fullback uh, type of Depth or something, but uh, I would imagine be a third
1: striker AJ, obviously be a
0: third striker. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're gonna spend that money or you know on a uh, striker or a fullback that's not starting. So uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting though. But uh, yeah, as well as uh, so another player uh, that's uh, I. Have, this is a hard transition. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to trying to transition it, but no, Santiago Sosa is officially a. Uh, Rossing Club player. Uh, he has been loaned uh, there uh, for the 2024 season, and uh, yeah, Sosa. Best of luck to him. But uh, yeah, definitely, it's going to be interesting. I think this is probably the end of the road for him at Adelaide at United. But uh, very interesting that we couldn't find a permanent deal. But it seems like yeah, they have to build up some value in order to possibly you know get a money move. But uh, Yeah, Uh, any thoughts on Santiago Sosa and maybe au revoir?
1: I I hope he shows out at Rossing and then they offer him something and then that's where he can go because I think that would be a tremendous fit for him. Um, And I just hope he does better and finds his groove. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, I believe, with an option to buy. So, uh, yes, hopefully he does. But, uh, yeah, so a bunch of uh, players spoke to the media uh, in preseason and uh yeah we have some little delicious quotes that we will discuss first up being that brad guzan he said that he always knew he'd be back for another year noted that all positions always need competition when speaking about Josh Cohen and the incoming transfers uh that's according to uh Tyler pilgrim but uh yeah I mean a surprise that he said that i mean what do you think
1: no, i'm not surprised i mean like yeah, i wasn't surprised he'd be back either um you know obviously all positions need competition it's still harder to get that in mls but if you can that's great so um yeah good good for us good for competition i want to see more of that all right
0: although at the goalkeeper position it is definitely very hard to uh maybe have uh, too much of that. It's not like you're gonna switch off every single match or anything like that. Or, uh, I mean, you, you might have cup keepers, which, uh, I mean, yeah. You know, without the, without the U.S. Open Cup, at least for the moment, uh, yeah. There's not too many. It'd be like, okay, is he playing all of League's Cup? I mean, and Josh Cohen's just not playing for uh, an entire month. I mean, yeah. It's uh it's an, it's an odd one a little bit, but. Uh, I think yeah, it makes a little bit of sense in that, uh, you know, it provides, at least in preseason, that competition. I don't think that uh, Brad Guzan will be starting too much. Uh, I think yeah. Josh Cohen is here to be the starter. But uh, yeah, uh, according to Tyler Pilgrim as well, he said, for those wondering, Josh Cohen is indeed training. Him not being there for one afternoon when media was there was likely for a very innocuous reason. He's reintegrating back into the States after living abroad for four years, so like anyone, he'll have some mundane chores. Uh, probably alluding to that, yeah, he still has to uh, yeah get acclimated back into being a uh, person that's living in the United States, so totally fine. Um, yeah, you know, Josh Cohen probably will play a part in the preseason match against the Birmingham Legion, if all is well, and if he's you know healthy, of course. But... Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, M- Tristan Muyamba he also spoke to the media. Uh, he said a main thing that they should be doing per- for preseason is finding their rhythm, definitely very important. Uh, yeah, we've seen in past years where we come in really flat, and that's affected our early season form so. Yeah, it's very important that uh, you know every player is hitting the ground running, so to speak, and ready to go. And you know, knowing how to play together, I think that's uh, super duper important at this moment. A lot of times in the past, uh, you would hear stories, uh, you know, across the world in their leagues, where some players would play themselves into shape, and that's uh, obviously not really the case nowadays. That's uh, just not something that's, uh yeah like players they just uh they're not they're not going out and partying every single night uh you know going drinking like you know a six pack of beer uh they're training and treating their bodies like temples so uh yeah it's definitely a different landscape nowadays on that but uh Muyumba, he also spoke about Stian Gregerson the uh newest Center back for LA United, of course, and he said, quote, he was very good and very fast, uh, kind of confirming that he is uh, kind of as advertised. So, you know, definitely that's very good as well when yeah, they played against each other in League Duh. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on those two bits?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I think like this is like the word of the preseason is, the, is rhythm. I think we need to find the rhythm early, um, developing chemistry with who we got in, you know, to the team, um, and being able to be on the same page, develop the chemistry needed. That's going to be very important. Like it's this is just something that we've had to deal with for the last for like a while now. Is that on paper we have good teams, but for whatever reason they don't gel, and I'm hoping. Uh with these types of players, um and this preseason, we can start to see some gelling, we can start to see some rhythm building, um, and just playing with swaggers, playing with, you know, um confidence and just having fun. Just really just dunking on other teams and then just having a blast doing it. Uh and you know, styling on them, whatever you need to do. I mean I feel like I remember that one I think it was like Husetu or something in a preseason match like like dribbled, like, two guys and nutmegged one or something like that. And everyone was just like, oh, my goodness. So, like, you know, that kind of stuff would be fun to see in these preseason matches. You know, they don't matter too much. Just have fun with it. Get your get that feeling of having fun and building rhythm and chemistry with your teammates. Um, you know, scoring a bunch of goals is nice, but and can obviously go a long way to building chemistry and, and, uh, t- and um, confidence. But, you know, just have fun while you're doing it that's what I want to see and I think having that rhythm is going to be integral to that
0: right and funny enough that was against the Birmingham Legion when mm-hmm. yeah I was set to, uh, yeah did a little chop and uh, scored that goal in the box uh, never to be seen again really that, uh, <laughs> that type of goal but uh, yeah definitely hopefully we can uh, yeah make roads into having a good preseason uh, Brooks Lennon also spoke to the media. He said this season his goal is to have five goals, fifteen assists at least, and he hit his goal of ten assists last season, of course. But uh, yeah, he also said he had a very positive conversation, quote unquote, with Greg Berhalter about the U.S. men's national team in the for the January camp, and understood that most players in the camp were brought in with an eye toward building the team for the Paris Olympics, but. He does want to make sure he's ready for the next opportunity. I mean, for someone that wasn't really part of the U.S. Men's National Team uh, for the other go-arounds, and then not really part of this camp where you know he's testing out, I'm not really seeing a, really a pathway in for uh, Lennon into the U.S. Men's National Team. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough for him to break in, but i would obviously i'm biased i'd like to see him break and i'd like to see him do well um so that would be cool like a word or two on the uh on like this united states men's national team camp like call it camp cupcake or whatever uh hercules gomez is talking about how you know they (laughs) they had an eye on making this for the olympics or getting them ready for the olympics but it's the united states men's national team um They, they, you know, he said that they're, like, hiding behind the crest of the United States Men's National Team. This is not really the United States Men's National Team. There was 11 people debuting on this team for the first time. Like, that's, you you sell the tickets for a United States Men's National Team game, you know, and you have Greg Berhalter coaching it, who's not even going to be the coach of the Olympic Team. Um, But so that's the way that they can get around to selling this as a United States Men's National Team uh game um to people and to their broadcasting rights right like they have contracts where they have to have certain amount of games a year i guess this is one of them um it just seems silly like they're like hey it's usmnt playing but it's really not it's kind of just our u23 getting ready for the olympics under the guise of united states of his national team so you know it was a strange situation Already, So if Brooks didn't play on it, it's like, eh, no big deal, honestly. I mean, if he's not there for the U23s, that's, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. Um, But, you know, I don't think you're going to use this as a yardstick to measure whether or not Lennon is going to be on the national team or not. Um, Not yet, at least. Um, I would wait to see with future games, future call-ups, future camps that are more serious, which actually have the European contingent uh, there, so we'll see. Um, hopefully, he gets call up. Hopefully, he does well. But right now, yeah, I guess like you said, it's hard to see him making inroads. Yeah, and uh,
0: you know, it's it's one of those like Miles Robinson, captain the side. Uh, there was a little bit of maybe uh, fan conjecture that they were wondering when he posted, uh, you know, the photo of him with the captain's armband. Uh, I believe it was Shonda Silva that uh, he was, like, captain. And it's, uh, like, big question marks and all that. But uh, I think it was out of love, it seemed like, a little bit. Uh, But fans were, like, you know, a little bit, as they do, reading into it a little bit and seeing, like, oh, well, you know, what's the deal? Is it, uh, you know, are they laughing at him for... uh, they, They don't think he's a captain, but... Yeah, who knows uh who knows the real story, but it is uh definitely interesting to see that... uh yeah, you know, they're still interacting with him. So I you know, I can't I don't think it could be a good thing. All right, I, I don't think it could be a bad thing. It's uh definitely uh something that if they were shitting on him, I think they would do it privately.
1: Like it would be Yeah, they're not. They're definitely not. You can put everyone can just put that to bed. It's nothing like that. He's yeah. just he's just you know uh poking him and stuff because I mean a could be like oh you're the captain of like the baby team because that's kind of what this United States national team was Um, or it's you know captain like uh, you know uh, it's like oh oh, you you deserve captain like you know just kind of like brotherly making fun of I don't think it's really there's anything negative or any animosity or malice behind it
0: right. So, uh, yeah, moving on from that, uh, Atlanta United head coach Gonzalo Pineda, he said the goals in training camp, no injuries, one. Two, want the team to play with more consistency this year. Three, also want them to work on winning on the road. All the preseason games are on the road this year and that's on purpose. That's very important because yes, that's uh, unfortunately been the stick that has beat Pineda. Uh, Like it's it's what it is. Like we are woeful on the road, and uh, I mean, a lot of clubs are, but we are amongst the worst. And it's uh, something that, yes, absolutely, I want to see him try to figure out. And with this, with this ethos, with this uh, mindset going in, I like it uh, because, yes, uh, Pineda also said that he's entering the final year of his guaranteed contract. Uh, and it won't affect anything this year, apparently, though. He has standards and expectations for everyone. So, uh, very fascinating there. And, yeah, Pineda also, he called uh, Gregerson, uh, very physical, super fast, aggressive in the air, quote-unquote. The leadership he brings will be helpful. Bartosz Schlich said, quote, great player all around, plays very good with the ball, always demanding with the ball, uh, end quote, will help the team playing out of the back. Uh, that's according to Sydney Hunt. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean uh, all of that's, uh, in quarter, and I mean in terms of what Pineda said, uh, yeah, do you have any thoughts on those?
1: Yeah, as a fan, I mean, it's, I just want to be able to watch an away match and not have to mentally prepare myself for this to be a uh, drubbing or something yeah. like, or some heartbreaking way that we find a way to lose. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. Hopefully, you know, I, it's just, I want, I, I like, it would be really cool if, like, the team has this outward, me- I know it's not going to happen, but, like, an outward mentality that they're, like, we're going to go on the road and dominate. Like, I want to get on the road, I want to go to other teams' houses, and I want to break their stuff. Like, that. I want to see that mentality, I want to see it play out. I want teams to fear us when they have to play us. Like when Cincinnati came to the Benz. It's like Cincinnati had every right to think, yeah, we could go there and win. And they did. So I want to be like that. I want to be able to go to a fortress and wreck house. So hopefully we can do that. I want them to have that in mind. Like you know not to be afraid of these types of games not to be imposed on by the travel or the rest or the whatever because other good teams don't seem to be as you know bogged down by this type of thing so we need to not be either we need to be looking forward to it we need to be like here's another chance to get three points so let's get it that's what i want to see this year maybe i'm asking for too much but as a fan that's i'm just sick of writing off every away game we play
0: yeah. Uh Michael the evervescent home wrecker, apparently. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But anyway, so uh love that though. I mean I, I agree with the uh that mindset that uh yeah we need to we need to go and impose ourselves away. And uh that's about time we do it. But uh Pineda went on, uh he uh, talked about not being involved currently in a succession plan for Tiago Almada. Uh, he said, quote, that's a more of a question for Carlos Bocanegra. And uh, right now, Tiago is fully committed to LA United. Uh, he also apparently has had multiple conversations with Almada about a potential future sale. Uh, and he said, quote, uh, whenever he will move to Europe, we will wish him the best. Uh, yeah. And uh, in terms of... Uh, other players as well. Uh, yeah, stop me if you have some thoughts on that. But um, yeah, Gregerson, he uh, was introduced, uh, not yet allowed to play with the team. Uh, Schleish as well. He is, uh, yeah, not uh, able to play yet. So uh, we shall see in terms of their visas. That's kind of what uh, will be kind of cleared. And then they'll be able to actually, you know, practice. But uh, yeah. It remains to be seen, it, you know, you have Bartosz Liesch, uh, introduced with his kit number, which is 6, uh, not 99, where some people maybe were hoping. But uh, yeah, you know, there is a bit of that where a lot of fans, they were clamoring for that 99 number. It's pretty unique in uh, football slash soccer. It's uh, not a number that too many people wore and wear, but he did wear it in the Polish League. Uh, yeah, Schlich, he did say uh, that I think more people will watch MLS than the Polish league. And MLS. In Europe. Yeah. And in Europe. Uh, and MLS is not going to be uh, easy to play, but uh, he thinks he'll be able to adapt. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on Schleisch?
1: Uh Just like on the number thing, real quick. Yeah, a lot of people are saying we should, you know, what, what does it cost us to give him number 99? I mean, it, yeah, obviously it costs us nothing, but evidently there seems to be some roadblocks in the way that prevent us from doing that. I mean, uh, what's his name? Bradley Wright Phillips at 99 in MLS, uh, but maybe it's a club thing. We just don't do that. I don't know if it's like a academy or two's kind of regulation or something along those lines, but who knows? Um, it's not like out of malice or anything. It's not like we're, you know, like, oh, you... Bartos asked for this, and we said, no. No, it's not. It's just, yeah, hands are tied because of some dumb red tape thing, probably. So um, I wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, <laughs> if we can make a big enough stink about it, and if it's much means that much to him, maybe the club will throw him a bone. But at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. He'll move on. We'll all be fine. It's just a number at the end of that. Yeah. I mean, um,
0: yeah, numbers are a little sacred, I think, for some players, especially if they're, uh, you know, they're very, I guess, near and dear, and uh, you know, like you have the Michael Jordans with the twenty-three and forty-five, and you have uh, LeBron James with twenty-three six. I mean, there's, you know, a certain kind of
1: Wayne Gretzky's number ninety-nine.
0: Yeah, Wayne Gretzky number number ninety-nine. It's a uh, there's certain you know like number ten in you know in football it's uh it is a thing that people hold near and dear, but uh yeah if the the player doesn't care, I think it's not a big deal and yeah it's uh ultimately like if he did make a big stink about it he could you yeah, know he could but uh moving on from that uh we have a couple of possible sell on fees uh well uh Ben Jacobs he had an exclusive that uh, al Shabab and Newcastle United, they apparently reached a provisional agreement over Miguel Almiron. Uh, Almiron was apparently open to the move and the deal is not done yet. Apparently, according to uh, Sky Sports, that Almiron is not exactly uh, keen on uh, some aspects of the Saudi move and uh, his camp, they're a little bit uh, on the fence right now. So it's not yet going to happen, but according to Tom Bogert, uh, Atlanta United, we have a sell-on clause as part of the deal for uh, Miguel Miron to Newcastle. And it's believed to be around 20 to 25%, which is pretty big, uh, and could get a payday on the back of a potential transfer so, yeah, definitely, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, Miggy no longer being at Newcastle, I think that uh, maybe is sad days for some people that uh, would no longer really watch the Prem. But uh, yeah, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about if Miggy goes to Saudi?
1: Yeah, that would that would be sad for me. Um... So it's like different levels to this. So the first level is personally me, the fan. Like, I have my Elmeron jersey there. I went to see his game here with Newcastle against Chelsea at Mercedes-Benz. So, yeah, that's a reason why that's one of the, I mean, the major reason I care at all about Newcastle is because of him. The other one is slightly because Darren Eels, but 99 or 90% Miguel Elmeron. So if he stops, yeah, I probably won't care as much about Newcastle um him going to this the the next level is like the club level from a selfish point of view um i would say that you know that that would be a great you know windfall for atlanta united to get that money that saudi money that oil money you know that would be kind of nice to see coming into the coffers for arthur blank um you know obviously doesn't need the extra money but it's a sign that things are going well. So that's good. Uh good business. Happy to see that come in if it happens in on that level. Um, and then like on an, on another level, and like a kind like of a like uh, I don't know what kind of level this is, but I just would prefer him not to go there because it seems that some of the players who have made the move have been regretting it a bit. And there seems to be a bit of like, oh, we were told X, Y, and Z, we got here, things are a little different. Maybe we'll just get the bag and leave. If that's what he ends up doing, then I, you know, I can't fault him for it. You get set for life and then come back and play and premiere or something like that. It's definitely an option, I would imagine. Um, so, I mean, it's, I just hope that he wouldn't have like a terrible experience if he ended up going there. Like some of the other players are saying they kind of are having a bit of...
0: So yeah. it, it
1: seems a little, like, risky uh, for the money. I don't—when you already make as much as he does and you already have the amount of prestige that he does, it's, is it really worth doing? It's like that's the difference between, like, being rich and being, like, wealthy or generationally wealthy. Like, it could be pretty, you know, life-changing to do that and get that type of money, but I don't know. I don't know. It's—he's yeah. going to have a calculation to make. We'll see what he ends up doing, and I hope it all goes well for him.
0: Right. Because it's that it's uh I think he's still pretty valued at Newcastle and uh, you know maybe not starting every single match but definitely it is, uh, you know something where he's playing in the best league in the world. Let's just be real, and you know <laughs> he hasn't won anything yet with them. Uh, you know there's there's possibilities if uh, he sticks around. Uh, you know he could, uh, you know, possibly be someone that's. Uh, builds a little bit of a legacy there, um, as yeah, I mean, he's not, you know, I think one of their best players ever in terms of Newcastle United, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, in this resurgence where they've become uh, at least at the, I guess, uh, more top part of the uh, the table in the Prem, it's uh yeah, he's definitely someone that uh, is you know, I think a special player for. Newcastle United fans, but, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure that a Saudi move is actually in his best interest at the moment, Uh, and, yes, you've seen the likes of Jordan Henderson, who, uh, of course, previously played for Liverpool, and, uh, yeah, he got the F out of there, Uh, (laughs) and uh, is now at Ajax, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we'll... We'll just see. You know, Miggy, uh, if he does, we get a, a sell on clause or a sell on transfer fee. Yeah, we'll take it. But, uh, yeah, in terms of Brandon Vasquez, his move to Monterey, apparently, according to Doug Roberson, that, uh, yeah, LA United will receive a six figure sum for solidarity payments for uh, being the, the time based on uh, Vasquez's development at the club from ages 19 to 21. Uh, that's fascinating uh that uh we would get that and yeah i mean we finally get something for yeah basically letting him go uh unprotected in that draft uh but yeah, it is um uh, yeah i mean vasquez monterey uh it, it it's kind of a lateral move for him probably but uh you know definitely interesting that he went to monterey and maybe he uh becomes you know a uh a funas mori a um you know a uh what's his name and uh tigres um the French player oh my god uh, either way anyway oh
1: yeah 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 but, oh what's um, his name oh, it's
0: on the tip of my tongue either way you know I think uh there's some there's some real continuity with players that uh you know come uh to the Mexican league and they, they stay there so yeah, maybe he didn't get a, a move to uh, to Europe like he maybe would have wanted, but uh, you know him being half Mexican, it is uh, definitely yeah he's he's gonna go to a very beautiful place and a very beautiful country. So yeah, I'm sure he can't complain. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on any of that?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking of I got like, hung up for a second when he said it's a bit of a lateral move and like I, yeah it, now I think so because I think you could say the uh, the top teams in MLS are rivaling the top teams of Mexico which hasn't been the case for you know most of our history but times have changed luckily and we are now kind of on the same pedestal and when you you say that Monterey being a lateral move from Cincinnati it sounds insane <laughs> doesn't but, it right i mean yeah. i
0: agree that yeah monterey like one of the biggest clubs in north america i mean was, like do yeah. respect for sure they just they just but.
1: played a friendly with river Plate, so i mean yeah. you know like they're yeah. very highly respected and very in a brand that's known mm. you know in the northwestern hemisphere of the of the you know this continent like like almost no other team besides maybe club america so right. you know go america probably number one don't want to yeah. Cast any shade against any of the Mexican fans watching, but like you know, it's you know these two, these these that brand is massive, and it's going to be an interesting move for him. I'm excited to see what he does there. I hope he doesn't do well against us if he plays us. Um, but like it's a like playing in Mexico, it's it's a different beast. You have a lot more pressure, a lot yeah. more people watching you, not just watching like to enjoy, but watching to see you possibly make a mistake and then take the pitchforks out and be like you know you know get this guy out of here or whatever this guy's trash like it's it can be really really difficult so hopefully Brandon I think he is you know a person who pressure can make a diamond out of him and then it can he can use this to go to a club maybe in Europe or something if that's his destination if that's where he ends up wants to ultimately end up being so be interesting to see it's I think yes it's a lateral move but Strategically it's an interesting move and it's a prestigious move. Mm-hmm. Columbus is good, but I just don't feel like it's a or like Cincinnati. you don't yeah. there's no prestige with Columbus in my mind. It, like they're creating it. It's F-C-C-C-C. coming. Oh, but
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, Columbus too. But yeah, no, Cincinnati for sure. So like yeah, it's just um it's just, you know, these Ohio teams are all the same. Um so like yeah, it's it's well Monterey's just a more prestigious name and I'm I'm glad he's Going to in my mind a higher team, so <laughs> mm. we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think you know in that uh, to really talk about maybe the lateral part of it is that I think MLS and Liga MX were were we're fairly neck and neck now. I, I think in terms of uh, some optics, and I think it would have been a lot more of a high-profile uh, move in some respects if he hadn't moved to Europe. Uh, but you know, him moving to a Mexican side, it's like, yes, the Mexican fans and you know, Spanish speaking, uh, fans that pay attention to Liga and Mekis will be, you know, very interested, but I think in the large scheme of the world game, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't feel like it's, you know, as big of a move, uh, you know, in that respect. And so if he had moved to, uh, you know, a, a Bundesliga side or something, or, you know. Uh, a league on a side. I think it would have been very different. But uh yeah, uh moving on from that uh as well, uh another former striker, Jackson Conway, he has joined Charleston Battery and uh in the USL. So uh best of luck to him. Uh yeah that homegrown of ours of course but uh yeah just didn't unfortunately pan out uh yeah just you know, good guy, just didn't seem like uh, he was able to develop the other aspects of his game that uh, we'd like him to. But, uh, yeah, definitely wish him the best there. Uh, LAI2 uh, have signed Javier Armas uh, through the 2024 an option f- with an option for 2025. Uh, that's two of three. Jaden Hibbert also was signed for the twos. And Casper uh, Moles remains unsigned, but the twos have announced their preseason schedule. Uh, there's a match pretty much every six or seven days. Uh, they will be playing in Marietta and Huntsville, but uh, yeah, definitely they will be uh, yeah getting their uh, you know training and regimen on. But uh, Atlanta United's preseason, of course, uh, we have come to the semi-preview, I guess, part of uh, the episode where Birmingham Legion, we will be playing them on the 27th at 3 p.m. Uh, it will be live-streamed, so that will be at least good to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, in terms of a predicted lineup, I mean, there's just too many, uh, too many question marks to really predict too much, but I think uh, more than anything... I would just hope that there's no injuries, everybody gets their fitness. It's really, this is what this is. It's just a fitness exercise. And uh, yeah, just making sure that, uh, you know, basically anything that happens is not really that important. It's really just, uh, yeah. Are they, uh, you know, looking like somewhat cohesive and can they handle being on the road? I think that's uh, those are the most important caveats. But uh, what, what are you, what are you thinking and predicting for this uh, first preseason match of 2024?
1: Like Tristan says, it's all about the building the rhythm. So hopefully oh. we can do that. Um, that's the that's to me that's going to be the most important thing, and that they're having fun. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, just watching them play fluidly and rhythmic would be exciting. You know, if you know. They miss their chances, but, you know, they're creating some really, you know, tantalizing plays. That'll be exciting to watch. That'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, hopefully they can sharpen it and then start scoring goals in the league. So we'll see if that's, you know, what we're going to get uh, this weekend because uh, it's coming up. But, you know, like you said, we're going to try and avoid injuries. Um, I don't know if, like, at this point we could, you know, but I think we can. You could, like, if something cataclysmic happens... We could like put a guy on a you know season-ending uh, with a season-ending injury um, list, and then go out and find a new replacement in enough time, hopefully. <laughs> so like that's something that could happen, but we definitely Michael. don't want to end up like why, why, I, know, I, I don't put, put that out there, but <laughs> I some people get concerned about these things. You know, they get really worried, and I think that yep. this is a way to at least maybe you know assuage some of that worry, but because you don't want to end up. Like Miami, that happened recently with one of their players, yeah. Farias, Wakunda,
0: who, Farias, Yeah,
1: yeah, who went down and has an ACL, so that's a season-ending injury. So yes. that's going to be rough for them because they were looking to use him a lot, considering their big four are going to be in and out of the starting lineups quite a bit this season. So, um, yeah, so you just you don't want to have any injuries. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it too much, hopefully, because we're not playing a national team. <laughs> So that's that's one thing I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully no injuries, and hopefully we see some rhythm. Mm-hmm.
0: Which uh, yeah, you were showing some uh, some dance moves over there. Okay, all right. Well uh, yeah, you know, uh, a little little salsa in your blood. It seems like uh, that's. Do
1: you see how, that's how white I am?
0: <laughs> you did some salsa moves, man. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm starting to believe, but. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So uh yes, uh the next one after that will be the 3rd in Athens uh against uh Memphis 901, but uh yes. Uh at least for this one, it will be fascinating what kind of lineup we roll out, but uh yeah, I don't think uh again the uh the scoreline will really be that important. I mean, we've uh, we've had some big scorelines in the past. We've had uh, some really terrible scorelines where we play some Mexican sides, and it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> we look like mugs. But, you know, thankfully, it's really not that uh, that big of a deal, ultimately. Well, I
1: will add one more thing about the preseason. Uh, it seems like, yeah, g- given everything we've already said, you know, they're focused on more of these other types of things, building rhythm, et cetera, and chemistry, but um something tristan said kind of stuck out and i think that that you know in the you know playing away you know that that whole sentiment this is building something in my mind about like um the team wanting to start hot um and i think you know why not why not just start to see us start you know with Going in, like in the past, we haven't done great in preseasons against USL teams or other things, and everyone's just like, "Oh, is this cause for worry?" Of course, it's not. Even though it kind of was at the time, you know, looking back on it. But like, still, you know, it, the general rule is you don't have to seriously consider, you know, uh, preseason results. But I think that they are going to. I mean, what Gigi said: preseason is thirty percent of getting ready for the season. You know, or, or you're, you know. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what he said, <laughs> which mm-hmm. kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think I know where he's coming from. And some comments from Tristan, the way Pineda talks about it a little bit, it just seems to me that they're trying to be a little bit more, yeah, like cutthroat in the preseason. I wouldn't be surprised if we go out there and kind of dominate. That that would that wouldn't surprise me. I don't.
0: I would I don't love know that. If that's of the case, but. Yeah, like, that's it
1: obviously again like you don't take the results as indications of really anything but I mean I'm just saying I, I wouldn't hate it obviously and I, I just say I wouldn't be surprised based on some of these comments they don't want to come out hot.
0: yeah and I think that's very important as well yes for sure is that uh, yeah I think the level of play that we need to at least have uh, yeah is important for the start of the season uh, though MLS is very forgiving. It's not like other leagues where you can, like if you don't really play too well the first uh, maybe a few games, it might really set you back a little bit if you're trying to be in the, uh, you know, kind of title hunt. Because, yeah, those leagues, it really matters with every point that you get. Uh, this league, definitely a little bit more different. You know, the uh, the postseason is definitely something that's... Uh, yeah, it has more importance to a degree sometimes. So, it's uh, it's Definitely. tough, you know. But uh, but yep. So, uh, that wraps up the news, and it gets us into the mailbag. And you guys sending these th- questions through IG story, please continue to do so, and we might answer your question in the future. But first, question comes from uh, K underscore C underscore T underscore Photography. Uh, yes. Uh, oh It's a flurry of questions. But uh, who do you think will make the biggest impact in regards to our newest signings? Good question.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who's going to, but I, here's who I want to. I want Sleece to be a revelation in midfield with Tristan. Like we've been talking about for the longest time. That's been a big, big issue for us, is making our midfield an elite midfield, and I would like to see him be able to do that. Um, that would be amazing, and if we can get solid there, it's going to be a no-brainer that our defense and our offense will click and do well. As, they, they'll have the you know uh, freedom to do and play how they want. And that will be exciting to see if we could open it up for them like that instead of, like, our offense having to run all the way back for defensive duties all the time and our defense constantly, like, being in shamble. So, like, solidifying that midfield, if that if he can make that type of impact, that could go a heck of a long way. So I'm, that's who I want to be making the most impact this time, but if someone else does and we do equally as fine, then I'm okay with that as well.
0: All right. But absolutely, yeah, echoing what you're saying, I mean... Schlich, uh yeah what he can bring and what uh we ultimately need is i mean they they call it an engine room for a reason, and yeah basically these guys need to uh do a lot of everything and be able to do uh, a bit of everything and uh yeah, it looks like these are two guys uh, at least uh you know Schleish and Um, that's have the ability to do that and to impact it on both ends so yeah hopefully this really transforms the midfield we probably need to fill out the midfield a little bit more in terms of other signings i think we're still a little light but uh yeah hopefully some signings do happen uh, before january ends but uh, or the, the transfer window ends um Yeah, next question comes from Patty Ice underscore 14. What is the top way Gonzalo Pineda can improve tactically from last year for this season?
1: Uh, That's a tough one. How can he improve tactically from last year? I mean, I don't think he's going to change anything. I think he's going to pretty much do the same thing. And with an even better squad, I think you'll start to see some decent results. Um, I I don't think he's seen enough from last year that he goes, I I need to go back to the drawing board and redo everything. Um, I don't really think you'll see formation changes. Um, I think he's going to do pretty much the same thing. That's what I'm expecting. Um, uh, Yeah, so tactically, not much strategically. um, Not much. I still think he's going to play kind of with the same identity. Um, I don't really think there's maybe he's learned a thing or two how to talk you know a little bit better in the locker room I mean not that saying he wasn't good at it or anything like that but you know over time you learn things or whatever and maybe he's he's even a better leader now who knows I don't know we fire up these players I don't know we'll see I but uh, yeah I don't think he's going to change really
0: yeah I mean it, I guess the question uh, I guess uh, you know he's saying can improve tactically uh, from last year I mean I think uh, Gonzalo Panedeta said it himself like he can absolutely try to figure out how to play better on the road that's uh that will improve dramatically I think our uh results for the entire year uh well, I think you know with that those are lost points right there that's uh you know we can gain because we did pretty well at home it's just a matter of Uh, you know I think getting more consistency from the players and you know it being less where it's like okay we're just completely anemic Uh, we're just punt uh, any sort of uh, being able to play well on the road and uh, I mean a little bit of that comes with depth as it's uh, in all the ways that it's a forgiving league this is an unforgiving league on the road for many of the clubs so uh, I mean,
1: it's just to, to, like, follow up with that, I mean, it, like, if I would love if Gonzalo decided, hey, on some of our more difficult away matches, or if we know we're kind of beaten up, you know, at the end of, like, a road, uh, string of road matches or something, like, we'll play, like, heavy defense and sit back and counterattack or something like that exclusively or something, you know, with park the bus, like, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, some people would, you know, get up in arms about it, but... I just don't think it's going to happen. I just think he's going to continue to do what he's done last year when you play away. And he just hopes that, you know, the team solidifies better, better chemistry, more quality in the midfield, more solid defensively. And then we continue to put two, three goals past the other team. And then they can't really do much against us. Then we kind of smother them. I mean, you know, kind of talking about, like, what I said earlier. Like, we go into someone else's house and we break their stuff. Like, that would be how you do that. You don't do that by sitting back, uh, necessarily. I mean, you can frustrate and annoy a team winning 1-0 away, but I don't think Gonzalo wants to do that. I think he wants to play every game like he's at home. And, you know, whether that means the players can adapt to a different strategy and play different, you know, defensively or something, I think they can, but for whatever reason, they're not. So, I, yeah, I just... Tactically, strategically, I don't think there's going to be any difference. Can he do something different? Of course. Is he going to? I don't think so.
0: Hmm. I mean, I would hope, uh, you know, that we find other ways to score goals. Uh, maybe not just from open play as well. Uh, maybe uh, from set pieces, maybe from the corners, the routines, maybe a little bit more intricate. Uh You know, incorporating long throws, incorporating other aspects where uh, we can get that advantage because every little percentage helps us get better. And, you know, if he's learning some things, maybe from teams that he's played against. uh, Yeah, I mean, if you can glean something from Wolford Nancy, uh, yes, please do. You know, and I think there's a bunch of things that, uh, you know, he can improve. Will he improve that's the other question
1: but yeah i mean i don't know if it is much use talking about what he can do because it's what he will do so and i don't see any evidence that there's any reason for him to change so i mean in his mind i mean we could argue about whether or not he should but you know i just don't see it i don't see him changing
0: yeah well, uh, next question comes from uh, Terminus United 83. Do we bring in another player before the season starts?
1: Yeah, they said they're going to. Uh, I, I'd imagine it's probably going to just be an MLS, inter MLS transfer. Um, I don't think it's going to make super big headlines or a big splash or anything like that. Um, but hey maybe it's it's a special guy from spain or Lisbon. like no. yeah, yeah maybe it is but uh but no, i mean yeah. yeah
0: our backup striker is from uh europe as well uh so you know there is that's uh of course no he's from africa in terms of the uh the country that he's from but yeah in terms of uh which league he came I, from, i know
1: a backup spanish striker we had at one point oh.
0: Mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah I'm not
1: gonna mention his name now he's gone <laughs> luckily yeah,
0: yeah yeah but uh yeah i think midfielder fullback uh still needs to be filled out in terms of depth so i think yeah there are some multiple players i think that will still be coming in the big name mm, yeah probably not but uh yep next question comes from mercado darwin Uh, Do you guys think that we will have a very competitive team this year? We'll have a uh, preseason, or or, uh, I guess before the season, uh, preview, and we'll go over a lot of this. But, uh, yeah, Michael, uh, just a big overview type of uh, thought on it. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, If this team isn't competitive, I I, I don't know anything anymore. I I just – this – You know, obviously, like, you know, granted, there's no injuries or nothing, you know, cataclysmic happens. But on paper and the way that this team played at the end of last season, uh, this is a team that can compete. Definitely competitive. Um, uh, Are they going to be the best in the team? I I don't know. And I would I would doubt it just because the numbers would say Messi's in this league right now. Yeah, Uh, it's
0: (laughs) and he's got friends from Barcelona and he's got yeah. Tata as his So next I, coach. I don't
1: know if so. we're like that, but like we uh, yeah. we're definitely competitive. And you know, Tristan said, "Hey, we know we can beat any team on any day at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium." And that you know that's confident and that's good going forward. So mm-hmm. I think that they believe it, and I think that they can. I think we've seen it uh, when we can humble Columbus at home. I mean, that's really really good. It's a, that was the best team that won the cup and they beat Cincinnati the best team overall so like I think that you know Atlanta United is poised to have an extremely competitive season and I think a top four finish is expected very much expected and if they don't make that then it's a pretty significant um you know miss on their on their their season's goals
0: right yeah, if we don't, I think the pitchforks can probably come out and on that. There's uh, no reason
1: why we can't. There's just no reason. Right.
0: right. And uh, on that, C. H. Seja asks, "Do you think the club will renew Boca's contract when the time comes?"
1: When's it? When's his contract up? Isn't it? Didn't he like just sign one like two years ago for like five years or something?
0: Mm, I don't know about five years, maybe, but. I think it's like 2026. I needed to recheck that, but yeah,
1: well, it's still a little ways off. Um, I mean, a lot can happen in two years, so we'll we'll circle back to that one later. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But uh, I think in the uh, in the interest of it, I think he has a lot of work to do still. I think to uh, inspire more confidence from the fans, and the fans definitely. I think have a say in a little bit of, um, kind of if he stays or not to a degree because, yeah, I mean there's, there could be boycotting, there can be essentially, yeah, if the fans feel like he's a big enough problem, uh, there are ways that, uh, you know, obviously he can be, uh, kind of, you know, the person that uh, I guess you know gets the axe, but it is also. Maybe he's been scapegoated a little bit. I mean, you know, he is bringing these players in that are, you know, giving us promise for the season. And, uh, you know, whether it's Garth Lagerway, uh super inspired or not. I mean, he is part of the front office in making it happen. Yes, he has had some transgressions. Like, yeah, not every, uh, not every technical director, uh, you know, hits on every single player that they do. Uh, I have been vocal about this, that, okay, yes, can we do better than Carlos Bocanegra? I think so, uh, but he's what we got at the moment and uh, I'm going to root for him until he's no longer a technical director for LA United, but uh, yeah, it is uh, definitely one of those things where, yeah, I mean, uh, he he divides opinion, That's uh, that's for damn sure.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's just he he was he did he did fine in the beginning. it did bad. Now he's doing better, much better, and we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. If he can if he can make that bad period that he had like a a footnote, something we kind of forget about over time, then yeah, sure. Then let's just keep going. Let's just keep winning and keep doing good. And he can find us some talent and keep it, uh, you know, keep things churning along as they should be. Right.
0: Okay, uh, next question comes from Hayden3159. And uh, he asks, favorite fullback to wear the jersey? It's a tough call. There's a lot of uh, a lot of fullbacks in the, the years. I,
1: uh, I would say Caleb Wiley. He's just, hmm. he's just so much fun. Like, I just, like, his young energy. Uh, I, I say this a lot, too, just talking about how he just bullies people off the ball. He doesn't care who you are. You know, he's like a, a pseudo-energy leader for the team, just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, imposing himself. And he never dies, never quits, never, you know, falls over, puts his head down, slumps shoulders. He's always running, always gunning for the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you know, I respect the hell out of that. You know, he truly loves the club and truly puts it all out there. And I'm yeah. happy to have him here as long as he wants. Left back, that's my left back, so...
0: I love it. Uh, you know, recency bias maybe, but hey, you know, I love it. I love it. It's a, uh, it's uh it's this. We've had some really good fullbacks over the years, uh, at least you know in MLS, and um, you know Greg Garza, of course, uh, the late Anton Walks, uh, rest in peace, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite is because he scored in the MLS Cup final. Franco Escobar. And that celebration, I was just so stoked when he did that. And it, it's just, yeah, like uh, for sure, he's been uh, a fiery character. He's been a serial winner everywhere he's gone. And I think it's this it's like, yeah, yellow cards aside, he offered a lot of flexibility for us as a right wing back, as a center back at times. And then, of course, as a fullback that, uh, yeah, I mean, he he was able to, to do a lot of the things that we needed uh, from a player in that position and uh, offer so many other things, too. So, yeah, definitely, I think Franco Escobar, if I couldn't choose Caleb Wiley. so, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, last question, and uh, it's a semi-fun one. Uh, so, 3F underscore Porch, if there's anyone you can bring back... Who would it be? And we're gonna say not Miguel Amiron.
1: Because <laughs> um, that's the Dar- obvious answer for sure. Yeah. Darlington Nagby, hands down.
0: Yeah, yep. It's the one that got away for sure. Darlington Nagby. I mean, hard to hard to beat that answer, really. I mean if we could bring back a prime Joseph Martinez, yeah. 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 You know, but yeah. it's uh you know, we got the uh, the tail end of Joseph Martinez as well, unfortunately. So Yeah.
1: I mean, like, yeah. some honorary mentions are, like, Tito Villalba, I mean, he's still doing really well um today. <laughs> so, like, you know, if he came back, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, Julian Russell's still putting up great numbers, you know. If he came back, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like, even Frank Oleska, was just talking about, he's still doing well, you know, serial winner, like... Wouldn't it be the worst thing if he came back as well? Um, you know, there's a lot of these players that LGP, are alumni that I that mean, have gone on and are continuing to win. Like right. if they came back, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like I've said in the past, like the two, I would almost take the 2018 winning team, like at its prime, like over almost any other. Like, uh, so, like, I would replace any of our current wor- roster since, like, 2020 and onward with anyone from that 2018 team and be like, whole cloth much better, significant upgrade. So, I would, you know, at that point, if any of these guys wanted to come back, not saying that they are better than what we have currently, because, you know, we still have to vet a lot of these guys and see how they how well they do, um, but, I mean, you already know what you're getting with those guys. They're championship caliber players, and they still are showing that to be the case now. So... I, again, wouldn't be opposed to having any number of them back from the 2018 team. I don't, I don't, I don't know how Eric rometty has been doing. Last I saw, he was on San Jose. I don't know if he's even still there, but
0: no, he's definitely not. He's, uh, yeah, <laughs> he uh, went back to Bonfield, and then uh, I believe he has moved on to another side now. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. I mean, yeah, you know, still winning with River Plate. It's yeah, it's just like there's a, a lot of guys that. Um yeah, I mean I would love to have back, but yeah, you know, uh Rosie eyed yeah, uh, Even like Barco's sunglasses.
1: doing really well. Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> hey, pity when, when he's healthy he's doing well. Like it's it's crazy these guys are still churning away. Like it's yeah. We've let a lot of, get back.
0: Yeah, we let a lot of good players go for sure. But uh yeah, and it might also be rosy uh eyed sunglasses, but uh, you know, it is. Like uh yeah, there's there's a lot of, lot of uh, you know just good associations with the 2018 team, of course. So, of course, uh, you know we'll uh, we'll probably look to that iteration first. But but yeah, all right. Well, uh, that is the mailbag. Thank you guys so much for sending those in, and that's pretty much the episode there and there, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is. I actually don't have one, but I'm coming up with it right now. And yeah, preseason. What do you want to see? What do you want to see from the team? Uh, Yeah, you know, there's probably a number of things. Some of you want to see a lot of goals. Some of you want to probably, you know, see us at least play well, uh, you know, look coherent. Uh, Some of us, yeah, just want to see the team healthy. But, uh, yeah, what is it that you want to see from our 2024 preseason? Get at us in the comments below, and we look forward to what you have to say. But, guys, that is the episode there and there. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. I've been AJ. That's been Michael. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you in the next video.